This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, another hot week time, sun's out, guns out time, sweating time. Not a lot of people like yard work in this weather. I love yard work in this weather time. Happy Father's Day, belated time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a very warm, very sunny Monday afternoon here in God's Own Knoxville, Tennessee. Coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio just a couple miles away from Lindsey Nelson Stadium and Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena right there on the University of Tennessee campus. And we will be talking primarily about the Neyland Stadium football in this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. we got plenty to discuss, and we're going to get right to it. And we're going to be joined by the one, the only Ryan Callahan, so you know we're going over to that home daycare center across town. Ryan, my man, how are you? Doing well, Wes. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I should apologize very, very, very quickly on the front end here. Uh, we did not have a lot going on last week on the podcast, and if you're a member of Go Vols 24-7, you probably noticed I was not – uh, around the site quite as uh, much as usual, and there was a reason for that. Uh, my dad has been uh, had been in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and uh, it was really, really not looking great there for a while, but uh, the, the stubborn old bastard rebounded and uh, doing all right now, doing much better. He got to go home uh, for Father's Day, and uh, he got to play with my son on my first Father's Day, so it was very, very, very wonderful on Sunday yesterday, but uh, my brother also just got married, so he's in Jamaica. We got a billion things going on in, in my family, but most importantly, my dad right now, okay, good news, and now we can uh, hopefully get back to life or something resembling normal life, and right now, that means talking Tennessee football. And Ryan, Tennessee, again, we did not have a, a, a podcast breaking on this one yesterday because of my fault, no one's fault but mine, but now we can talk about the newest member of the Tennessee football recruiting class. Ryan, tell us who it is. Yeah, Will Stallings. Uh, Tennessee added to the uh, running back from Las Vegas. Uh, who, if, you, if you've been on Go Vols 24-7, you, you've heard this name over the past few weeks. Uh, kind of a newer name on the board uh, from Bishop Gorman High School, uh, a familiar school over there in Las Vegas. Great where, program, great program. Definitely a great program. Produces most of that state's, uh, or at least a large portion of that state's top-tier talent. Uh, but the same school that produced, obviously, Cedric Tillman, the, the Tennessee wide receiver. So uh, it's a school where Tennessee has has had some luck finding under the radar and, talent. And, and C.J. Watson in basketball. Yeah, 
and and he was not such an under the radar talent, but uh, but definitely Cedric Tillman fits that description. And certainly Tennessee, to some degree, will be hoping that it has similar luck here because you know people will immediately look and, and see Will Stallings, not the highest ranked player in Tennessee's class, um, and, and again a more recent offer. Tennessee gave him his first SEC offer uh, back on June six after he went to Tennessee's first camp of the year. Uh, but there's a lot to like here, and an intriguing pickup for sure. A bigger back that gives them some physicality and, and definitely some size in the backfield. Measured in at just over six feet and and 222 pounds at that Tennessee camp, where he really caught Tennessee's attention uh, by running a 4.63 in the 40-yard dash. So, very good time for a guy with his size. Uh, that might not sound very flashy time-wise if you're used to watching the NFL Combine, but I can tell you. And I say this all the time on our website, and, and if you, you may have heard me say it on this podcast before too, but a lot of these kids who claim to run 4.4s four and 4.5s really don't. And there really are not that many high school kids who run in that range. So when you see a legit 4.6, especially from a guy with good size, that's moving pretty good. Um, so that, that is a very good time for a guy with his size. Um, interesting, A couple interesting things about him that I'm sure we'll discuss a little bit more He's currently rated as a linebacker on 24-7 sports, but you're, don't be you're misled take, by you're that. You're taking my follow-up questions. Well, as I say, but don't be misled by that. Tennessee is recruiting him as a running back all the way. And as I said, we'll get to, to that a little bit more in a minute. But this is a running back pickup for sure for Tennessee, uh, the 10th commitment for the class and uh, first at running back. So, so Tennessee probably not done there. But, uh, but getting things started with a bigger back to kind of complement what they already have on the roster should, should be a nice fit in that regard. They could use – a bigger back. They already obviously have Lanise Whitehead, um, but lost D Beckwith from last year's roster. You know, still need some more size. Justin Williams Thomas, another decently sized guy, but this is a true bigger back uh, that they're hoping gives them sort of a, a different element there in the backfield. So it, intriguing pickup for sure and uh, gets them started at the running back position in the 2023 class. Yeah, Ryan, that was my, my very first follow up question was legitimately one of the things you just talked about. I, I do think we need to get into this because I, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, the, the fact that, that a lot of Tennessee's recent coaches um, have had backs that have not been sort of this large, at least at least by design. And, and I know Pruitt wanted some and, and got some. But when you when I look at any high school running back, who is already past 220 pounds, my brain just immediately and without hesitation goes linebacker, 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 linebacker. And I don't know if that's fair because we live in a different era now where kids can can run well at that size and, and that can translate. And it won't just be one of those deals maybe where they automatically go to college, put on 15 pounds of muscle like that when they get into an SEC strength and conditioning program, and then they almost really can't play running back. Is it archaic thinking? Is this just my old sort of lizard brain on this thing, or, or, or what's, what's the deal there? Because I just when I see his size, the very first thing I think is linebacker. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say a little bit archaic thinking maybe, but I would say it from the standpoint of, linebackers aren't what they used to be. Um, most of the time, especially in a defense like Tennessee's, at linebacker, you're looking for two, 205 to 215 at linebacker, maybe 220 at most, but you're not looking very often at, at 230, 240 like you used to because, as you said, those guys get bigger. And once they get bigger at 230 or 240, then you're looking at maybe a defensive end. Yeah, looking and at that's an edge, how, yeah. 
That's how you end up with Bryson Easton at defensive tackle because he was a 260-pound linebacker in high school. So when you get into heavier linebackers and 220 is is still, you know, decent size, not too big to stay at linebacker. But, but yeah, that's not necessarily the prototype anymore the way it used to be in, in some cases. So it just depends on the kid. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's not – you're not crazy with that line of thinking because hey, it, it didn't work out at running back for Jeremy Banks, for instance. And he's a guy that had that kind of build coming out of high school. He was, I want to say, 215 or so his senior year. Um, but you, you, you don't, um, uh, you don't have that vision in mind. Uh, when you take a guy like Jeremy Banks, they would, yeah, they I would st- have loved to keep him at running back. It just didn't work out for him because he had fumbling problems. And I, they, I, 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 think- I still look at Lenith Whitehead as a guy who would be a dynamite linebacker prospect, but not, I, maybe it's just a, maybe it's archaic thinking. I don't know. No, no, but at least has, I, I agree on Whitehead. I, you know, that he was rated highly at that position coming out of high school. And I think there's at least some upside there, even if he's maybe not looked, not looked so good so far. And, that, and you never know how much that injury coming out of high school really hurt him because that was a pretty serious injury, but that, that set him back. And I don't know if they see him as a guy that like, I don't think Tennessee's keeping Whitehead at running back thinking, man, this guy could be an all SEC linebacker. But I think there's at least some potential there that we have not seen yet from him at running back, but they also like him in some cases, but yeah. So, so those guys, when you have, and and I get the concern, some fans will look at this and say, well, if he's rated as a linebacker, does that mean your analysts like him better at linebacker? And to some degree, there may be some truth to that, but we've had him rated as an athlete and and as a running back at times uh, earlier in the process. And he played quite a bit of running back last year at Bishop, Bishop Gorman, which again, good program, very, very productive program that puts out a lot of prospects. And they play national competition a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And he rushed for 714 yards last year, averaging 8.7 yards per carry. So very good numbers at running back. You can see some highlights. His team played on ESPN one time last year, I think, and, uh, and had some nice runs in that game. Runs with some power. Uh, you know, just he, he's what you want at that size. He, he's, he's what you're looking for. A guy, just, he's, gonna, he's mostly going to run straight ahead. I think still can work on his agility a little bit more, or, you know, as far as lateral movement. Um, from, from what, what he showed at Tennessee's camp, I think there's at least some room to, to improve in that area. But this is a well-built kid. You know, sometimes you look at 220 and you're like, man, he's going to add some muscle once he gets into college. This kid is ripped. He is in good shape. So I don't think there's a lot of room there for him to just bulk up a lot mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. But uh, a very well-built kid, a hard worker, uh, son of a retired Marine. So, so you got to like that too. Uh, I think in a lot of cases, that's a, which, mean, uh, that's an, which means he either follows every rule to a T or he's a complete psycho, uh, <laughs> based off personal experience. But that, Hey, that's a, I think most football coaches would look at that as a positive it means you've got some structure to your life usually. And, you know, uh, had, have at least a, a presence in your life that, that, uh, demands organization and, and preparation and things like that. So you make your damn bed um, in the morning. I'll tell you that much. That's, that's right. So, so yeah, I think that's a plus. And, uh, and, and Hey, I I think if you're Tennessee, you got to like the fact that this kid flew across the country from Las Vegas with his dad and they came in just in time for Tennessee's camp. Like they didn't even get a tour of the campus. Like some kids did, uh, on, on camp days, he came in, showed up, you know, not, not long before the camp and just got there worked out and only came across the country to work out at that camp and get that offer. He wanted that Tennessee offer. He called it one of his dream schools. Uh, now I, I don't know that it's like the only school he grew up watching. I don't think that's the case, but he mentioned that it was one of the schools that he remembers watching with his dad growing up and, and, and always kind of liked the idea of playing at a place like that. And I think he was clearly thrilled uh, about the decision to, to have that opportunity once he got that offer. 
and it's pretty much a no brainer that the decision once he got that offer about two weeks ago. So uh, I, I think there's a lot to like there, but clearly, yeah, I think some people are going to have some questions just because there is some projectability to defense as well as offense. And, and it's at least up for debate, which position he's better at, uh, at the same time, he's not been a hundred percent focused on just running back. So maybe with a year or two in a college program working on being just a running back, maybe that can tap into some upside that he's not, you know, shown as much so far at running back, but again, already been productive at the high school level and shown some things that our analysts like on that side of the ball. Yeah. Before we go to break, I, I, what you said just interested me, Ryan. Uh, and I said, just interest, not disinterest, just interested me. Um, what was, you talked about how he grew up sort of watching these Tennessee games and, and, and things like this tell me that just about no matter what, that brand still pops to a lot of kids. It just does. And I don't know if it's, you know, it, it, it sometimes can be little things the fans do, like, you know, those checkering needling to get those great TV shots, having those, you know, sold out 100,000 plus atmospheres, rocking the television screens, having the, the broadcasters talk about just how loud it is and what the environment's like and showing all those pictures of the Vol Navy between breaks and the, 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 the nice light up bridges around downtown and everything. Like it, it's those kind of things, even if Tennessee at the time is not competing for championships, it's pretty obvious when you talk to a lot of these kids and not, not just Will Stallings Jr. here, but in general, it, it still pops to a lot of kids. It just does. And that that's totally fair. And, and I'll say this. You do see signs at times when you talk with kids uh, after after these visits, sometimes when they visited Tennessee for the first time, if they're an out-of-state kid, where you you realize that Tennessee, the Tennessee that they might view, and, 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 and you got to say it with this, uh, prefacing it with this too, some of these kids – are not even big college football fans. I know that blows people's minds to hear that, but some of these kids that they get into high school football and they figure out their prospect and like their junior yeah. year of high school is the first time they really start following college football. Yeah, they, You'd they, be amazed. They love football. They don't, that doesn't necessarily mean they love watching it. They just love yeah, playing it. Exactly. So a lot of kids aren't sitting around on Saturdays watching college football games, which I know to fans, that's just hard to fathom. I know, but it's true of a lot of kids. But anyway, so in, so in these players limited in involvement with college football, Tennessee's not one of the brand names they've heard the most if they just watch the big teams that play for championships all the time. They've not seen that in recent years, let's face it. Yeah. So you, you hear signs of that when, when players say, man, I didn't think Tennessee was going to be anything like this. And they've got just, wow, the facilities are great. And I love the campus and the city. You know, a lot of kids, I, we kind of chuckle about it sometimes, but a lot of kids, I think they hear Tennessee and they think they're like going somewhere in the sticks to visit Tennessee's campus and they don't realize it's in a city. Paddle fast so, banjo music. So so yeah, so they so sometimes you see some of that and hear some of those comments and it it, it, it helps you understand that these guys are watching a different Tennessee program from what we saw growing up. People of a certain age that saw Tennessee winning championships in the nineties and competing for championships in the early two thousands. Um, so there's that, but then you're also reminded of the power of Tennessee's brand. When you hear that there are guys like Will Stallings who in Las Vegas, you know, covets that offer, you know, th things like that. So there, there definitely are still signs of that. And it does show you the, the power of playing in the sec and having a history like Tennessee's because he, he knows he's, he's heard a lot about it. That that's, that's what you hear as much as anything is guys say, Hey, my dad or my coach told me Tennessee used to be awesome and put all these guys in the NFL. So like that, that reach is still there. It just sometimes has to come from an older person who grew up in our generation or something like that. 
Uh, but in his case, yeah, it's an offer he really wanted. And hey, I think you got to give him a lot of credit for taking the initiative and flying across the country to try to get that offer because not a lot of kids will do that. You see a lot drive in from Florida and Georgia and stuff like that, but this kid flew across the country. He clearly wanted a chance to play at a place like Tennessee and now he gets it and we'll see if he cashes in on it. But Tennessee, I think, uh, like the initiative there and clearly like what they saw on the field from him too. Yeah. Plus if he gets homesick, uh, they can just drive him over to, uh, you know, pigeon forge and be like, Hey, you see all these, uh, neon lights. Does that remind you of home at all? I don't know. Like a little bit. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, he's he's the son of a former military of a former marine, so he could have lived freaking everywhere for all I know. Uh, so so we shall see. But plenty more uh, to discuss uh, about Will Stallings, Tennessee's newest addition to the 2023 recruiting class. Lots and lots of stuff to discuss there. We'll also discuss uh, when we come back a little bit uh, about a, a, a five star five star five star that did not go Tennessee's way. Uh, and also a couple other things, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here. But we got plenty more to go. We're only at the halfway mark, so let's let's uh, step away for a second, pay for pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And then we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking Tennessee football, talking Tennessee recruiting, talking about Tennessee adding Will Stallings, a running back from Las Vegas. Because, uh, you know, it's pretty much just the same as Knoxville, right? Same exact kind of city. So he obviously wants to go 2,000 miles across the country and be in a similar environment. Because when you think Vegas, you know, what happens in Knoxville, it, it stays in Knoxville. We got plenty more to discuss about that. We're going to discuss a five-star, five-star, five-star that did not go Tennessee's way, uh, at least for now, in recruiting. Uh, Tennessee's already got a five-star, wanted to add another one. Didn't, didn't work out that way so far. So we will discuss that, also discuss – uh, some other little odds and ends before we get on out of here. Uh, but uh, before we do that, guys, just a quick quick request, quick PSA from this end. 
Um, if you're listening to this website or, or, or this, this, this podcast, I should say, anywhere, uh, that's great. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on the website, we love you. There is nothing wrong with that. But what really, really helps us the most, guys, is if you go in there and you rate, review, and you hit that subscribe button, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. It's a labor of love, no skin off our backs. But what really, really helps us out is if you go in there on those various services and you rate, review, and subscribe, that helps us add these wolves, more wolves to our wolf pack and keep things going and make things bigger and better as we've done since we started this thing. So please, please take a minute out of your day and do that. If you've already done that, Thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go yourself. That is the motto. And I don't feel like I need to explain it anymore because that's, you've heard it now. And if you didn't know before, now you know for sure. That is the motto until my bosses tell me that I can't use it anymore. Ryan, when you talk about sort of Tennessee at the running back position, now there's, there's, we've sort of covered in the first segment that it looks like Tennessee is viewing Will Stallings, Will Stallings Jr., Will Stallings II, however he wants to phrase it. Uh, that's his right. Uh, we we are assuming for now that Tennessee wants to keep him at running back, views him as a running back exclusively, and we'll move on. So let's just say he is a running back. What does Tennessee want to do with running back numbers in this class? Because I know Tennessee was also looking in the portal, 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 and did not uh, kind of get exactly what I was looking for there. So in terms of numbers for this class, um, unless somebody spectacular comes along to, to change that calculus, what, what numbers do you think vaguely Tennessee's looking at there? I think I think two is is the probably the magic number in some form or fashion. Now, now I say that because there's an interesting possibility out there that could fit into Tennessee's running back plans to some degree, uh, but might not be exclusively a running back. Uh, Cameron Selden is a, is a name to keep in mind. He's a four-star athlete from Virginia. Just took an official visit to Tennessee over the weekend. Uh, it was the second time in Knoxville since late March. Tennessee's one of the top contenders for him. It's uh, it's you know the three official visits he's taken this month are Tennessee, Penn State, and Maryland. Uh, he's from sort of rural Virginia, a couple hours outside DC, um, but but really liked his 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 visit to Tennessee just as he did the first time. And I think they've got a real shot at him. He's kind of a bigger receiver who I think the kind of role they're envisioning for him or telling him about is is sort of a Debo Samuel type role where mm, he'd play nice. a lot of receiver, but running back is on the table for him. So. If you get a guy like Cameron Selden, could that be enough for Tennessee at the running back position? I think that's at least a possibility. So uh, I wouldn't look at it as they've got to get Cameron Selden and then definitely will want another running back in addition to him. Now that they have Will Stallings, that's something to keep in the back of your mind. So, so Selden could play a big part in that, but they've got some other possibilities out there. Jeremiah Cobb, a four-star running back they've been after for a long time. He's actually a former teammate of, uh, of Jordan Thomas, the, the Tennessee freshman safety uh, from Montgomery, Alabama. So Tennessee's been after him for a while. He's taking his official visit to Tennessee this weekend. Clemson and Auburn, the, the main competition there, with a lot of people seeing Auburn as, at least right now, maybe the team to beat. Uh, but Tennessee's been been battling for him for a while, so they're not, not conceding anything. He's a top target. They would still love to have him. But short of adding him, it's hard to say for sure what – you know, how many good possibilities are out there among their top options on the board. 
And I think that's at least part of the calculus that, that Tennessee had in offering Will Stallings earlier this month is, you know, what, what do you feel good about right now? It's that time of year. You've got to kind of sort out what's, what's real from what's not. We've already seen them move on from Trayon Webb, the, the four-star from Jacksonville, Florida. He visited in April, was going to take an official visit this month. They called it off. Um, so everyone thinks he's headed to Florida for the most part. Florida's the favorite. Tennessee, I think, just kind of just kind of decided to, to, to cut its losses there, and, and, and maybe he wasn't as high on the board as he was at one point anyway. Then you got guys like Caleb Jackson, four-star from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, included Tennessee in his top ten a few weeks ago, but hasn't visited yet. You know, doesn't sound like he's going to visit this month as of right now unless something changes. So if you don't get him on campus this month, you've got to at least try to get him on campus soon to have any shot there. Um, so that, you know, it, the, the options are getting slimmer and, and, you know, we'll see where Tennessee ends up, but Cameron Selden to me, a big wild card in all that. And then there's the name that locally keeps staying on the, on the board, uh, that everyone keeps talking about. How does Deshaun Bishop fit into Tennessee's plans Cat, over at Carnes yeah, high yeah, school? Yep. Yeah, kept wondering. I was going to, I was probably going to bring him up just to, just to do it, but go, go on. But, but yeah, so Tennessee definitely still in play there, uh, staying, staying in contact with him. I, I do think that them deciding to take Will Stallings is a bit of a blow to the chances of, of Deshaun Bishop ending up in Tennessee's class um, because of that possibility of Cameron Selden out there, even with some other targets, maybe not looking like high percentage chances for Tennessee. You know, d- does Tennessee definitely end up in a position where it, it needs a second back and, and, and decides Deshaun Bishop is the guy they want? Uh, it's still, still a possibility, but I think things have to play out a certain way for it to, for it to go that way. Another thing to keep in mind here, Tennessee's got five running backs on scholarship right now. None of them are currently seniors. So you don't have to add two running backs in this class, but I think that was the thought. You always want to try to take two unless your numbers are already pretty healthy. Uh, so, and, and the numbers don't have to be as tight this year. No 25 signee limit, as we've talked about. So not as much harm in, in you know, kind of pushing the limit at, at most positions. And in this case, you know, two running backs is a good number to have because you can usually assume someone might transfer at some point uh, in this day and age. So, uh, so even if you lose one, that would give you six scholarship running backs next year if you add two. So two's the, the right number, I think, to shoot for. But whether that's a, a full-fledged, absolute no-question running back or a guy like Cameron Selden who maybe plays multiple positions kind of remains to be seen, and that makes Tennessee's future plans at running back over the next several weeks potentially – pretty interesting to follow to see who they're going to get to fill that spot. Yeah, I wondered about that because, you know, running back t- to me traditionally is a spot where you can have a certain number set in your mind, but but when coaches get the film of the right running back, that's is you know, you think about it in the NFL like it's not maybe the most highest paid position because there some of those guys are replaceable and yada yada yada. There's a big debate and a fair debate to be had about all that. But when you're a college football coach and you see sort of a like a potentially dynamic ball carrier like that, like they win the tiebreaker a lot on do I offer this kid or that kid. Like if you come around at the right time and you're a running back, they're they're probably going to find room for you because that's just to me. I mean, Ryan, you know more recruiting than I than I do, but just as someone who's covered the the sport for a while, I just it seems to me like coaches do that. Like if they see a running back out there that they really like, they're like. This wasn't in my plans necessarily, but he could be a game changer, and they do that, don't they? I mean, that stuff still happens. Yeah, no, no question. And, and I'll say this too: the transfer portal has changed the the approach to a lot of positions. But I think running back is one of them. I think, I think if Tennessee hadn't gotten, say, Justin Williams Thomas there at the at, at the end uh, on early signing day back in December, 
I'm not sure they would have forced it with a second running back in the 2022 class because they knew the transfer portal was out there. At one point, they were optimistic they were going to get one in the transfer portal. And, and the same situation could apply this year, you know, where, yeah, if, if you can get a guy you like, absolutely get him. Um, take two if you, if you feel there's two that you like. But if you don't, by all means, don't force it because the transfer portal offers an opportunity to get guys who are experienced in some cases and maybe more of a plug-and-play uh, option than, than what you might find in the high school ranks and uh, and junior college guys emerge all the time. So so there's more reason in this day and age to not force the issue, not reach on guys if you're not sure. And that's that's I, I think that should reassure fans who who are maybe you know not sure about anybody that Tennessee's taking at a certain position. Is I don't think they're taking anybody these days that they're not pretty sure about because there's just no reason to force the issue anymore. The transfer portal gives you a backup plan at all times basically. So especially at running back though, I think they would. You know, if you if you don't get a Jeremiah Cobb or a Cameron Selden and, and you just look around and you're not that excited about all the options, A, Justin Williams Thomas last year gives you an example of why you, you can wait and play things out sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. Tom, Williams Thomas committed to West Virginia last summer and, and he kind of blew up last season. Tennessee ends up in the mix for him. Same thing happened with Caleb Webb at wide receiver. You know, they flipped him from East Carolina. So those guys are kind of a model too for – maybe wait and just see who emerges this season. You know, sometimes guys blow up and get better their senior year. So you can always find something without forcing the issue in the summer. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. If Tennessee doesn't get a Jeremiah Cobb and, and, and misses out on Cameron Seldon, which I think they've got a real shot at him right now, but if they miss out on someone like that, they're in a good position, especially with Stallings committed to sort of sit back and just see what's out there and maybe let things play out as opposed to saying, okay, we just got to take somebody else right now just to have a second one. And Ryan, we do need to discuss. We, we've talked a lot about the 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 big get that our Tennessee believes that it was a big get at running back. There was also um, a big get that everyone would have admitted. Uh, everyone would have had no problem admitting that that it was a big get um, at another position. And Tennessee, for a while, thought that it had. Uh, a really good chance uh, with Cornell Tate. In the end, however, uh, the, the big-time uh, Chicago-area native who's now at IMG Academy down in Florida, he is going to go back to the Midwest. He is going to go to the Ohio State University. How how big of a blow was that, Ryan, and, and, and how close? It seemed from the outside that Tennessee was pretty darn close there at one point. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Ohio State fans, I, I know, have kind of rolled their eyes at this perception because the crystal ball picks were on Ohio State for for at least a few months there. And in, in, in some cases, you know, Steve Wiltfong, one of our national analysts, had had a crystal ball pick in on him last year that he that he stood by the whole time. But I, I feel pretty confident in saying this. Tennessee led for Carnell Tate at, at one point. Um, now, how long of a stretch that was, exactly when it was, certainly up for debate and and, and you know, different people might tell you different things on that. But I think around the time of his visit to Knoxville in May, when he came back and just kind of quietly announced it with uh, just a picture from Lindsey Nelson Stadium where he's at the baseball game, uh, I think it was on May 14th, um, that visit somewhere around that time, I think, is when there was the most optimism about Tennessee's chances. And, and that was justified. I think there was there was real reason around that time for Tennessee to think it was it was in the driver's seat. So I, I think they led at some point. Uh, we continued to hear that, frankly, until really around the start of last week. Um, that's when it really started to pick up that we were hearing more Ohio State buzz approaching his commitment. And at first, we didn't know the exact timeline for his decision. So it looked like it might be as imminent as early as you know the middle of last week. 
Uh, and then he finally ends up, you know, saying, hey, video's in the works still. And then, then announces over the weekend that he's dropping it on, on Monday at one o'clock. And so, um, but as we got closer and closer to that commitment date, it became abundantly clear Ohio State was where all the buzz was, was pointing to. And, and so, you know, some, some Ohio State fans would say, well, that might just mean Tennessee had the wrong read at one point. I, I had it from different people that were not on the Tennessee end of things that Tennessee was in the, was in the lead at one point. So I feel pretty confident saying that that's accurate. Sometimes schools don't have a read on the, on the situation that's wrong. It, it's just that something changed, and I think that's the case here. Things changed at some point. What changed it, I, I don't know. But Tennessee clearly did a great job with Parnell Tate, got him on campus four times in less than six months. Nico Iamaliava, the five-star quarterback, did a great job of trying to convince him to, hey, come be, come be the guy that I throw to all the time. Uh, they, they worked it hard. Um, but in the end, I think at the, at the end of the day, I think Carnell Tate preferred being at Ohio State over, over Tennessee. I think this was a, a football-focused decision for him. I think the, the pitch of you know, their, their recent success at the wide receiver position and the guys they currently have on the roster and, and sort of being the next day in a pretty long line of, of good receivers there, just one out. And that's where Tennessee's, you know, got to continue to build. You know, you're going to win some of these battles maybe, but you're not going to win them all. And, and one of the things that's going to hurt Tennessee in some of the battles it doesn't win is that it doesn't have the recent track record of success and NFL draft success, uh, especially to, to sell to some of these guys. So they've got to keep building. And in the meantime, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. It, it, it hurts in the meantime. It's a blow, but, They've got some other good receivers on their board, and, and I think they'll still be okay. But uh, who they get now is going to be interesting because they've you know, Malik Benson, the top junior college player in the country. He named Tennessee his leader after visiting more than a week ago, but he's been at Alabama and Georgia since then. That, that's a, I think Alabama's the bigger worry there for Tennessee, but that's a real battle now. So um, you start looking around, and you know the, the, the options that are elite wide receivers are, are maybe getting a little slimmer for Tennessee, at least the real, the real possibilities for Tennessee. So – who they get at wide receiver will be fascinating to see. Uh, I wouldn't assume that Carnell Tate's a very good possibility for Tennessee moving forward. So if you're holding out hope of a flip there, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that today, but you never say never in recruiting. And, and we'll see where this goes. They've got some other other targets they like, like Nathan Leacock out of North Carolina um, and, and several others that they're still heavily involved with. But where they end up at wide receiver, with because, again, it's a big opportunity. you got a five-star quarterback. It's important to try to capitalize on that but it's hard to say for sure right now who they're going to get to go along with them because they've got a lot of options, but none that you would say right now that they're just clearly in the driver's seat to land. And I know that's a little bit nerve wracking for Tennessee fans, but sometimes that's just the way it is with big time recruiting. Yeah, it is. Uh, but also on the flip side of that, Ryan, you, you do have a five-star quarterback. You do have some other good pieces in that class and in recruiting, you absolutely never know. And that's not something that, that, I'm saying just to, to make people feel better after Carnell Tate picks Ohio State. Like, it sucks for Tennessee that, that, that Carnell Tate picked Ohio State. It obviously sucks. Um, but in recruiting, you just never quite know where things are going to be a week from now, let alone a few months from now. So let's just wait and see where things go because there are other really good football players out there. And I imagine Tennessee's got a lot of, you know, got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies right now. They do. And, 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 and yeah, a name that probably hasn't been discussed enough is, is Nathan Leacock out, out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I mentioned him a second ago, but he's, he's been to Tennessee, uh, went, went over there this spring in April and, and visited. 
and uh, will be back in Knoxville on his official visit this coming weekend. So he's one of, of a number of important targets that will be. We'll talk more about that later this week. But Tennessee's got a, a big, big group of official visitors coming in this weekend. So you'll, you'll start to get more certainty on where things stand with some of these guys in, in the coming weeks. But, you know, one of the big names we, we talked about a, a minute ago, Cameron Seldon. To me, he, he's become one of the more important players left on Tennessee's board because he, he, he obviously wide receivers where he, he wants to, to play primarily, I think. But running back, he could help there too. He's a big bodied receiver, around 219 pounds, six foot one, ran a 10 7 4, 100 meters uh, to win a state championship a few weeks ago. So just a big, fast guy that, uh, that could really go a long way toward helping Tennessee at one or both of those positions. And, uh, and he becomes even more important to Tennessee to me in the aftermath of, of the Carnell Tate uh, commitment to Ohio State. So I, I think they've, they've got some good possibilities out there. Just got to wait and see who they end up getting. And I think they'll get a much better idea of that over the next few weeks uh, as we get into July, which is uh, becoming annually kind of commitment month. You know, June's visit month, and then you get into that four-week dead period that starts in late June. And that's where everybody starts making their decisions going into their senior year. So I think we'll see, we'll have a lot better feel for where this class is headed within a few weeks, uh, but some important visits coming up and then some important decisions coming up for some of those targets, including Cameron Selden. Yeah. Recruiting seems to be kind of a, it's, if it were a faucet, like it's never turned off, right? Like it's always at least dripping, but there are certain times of the year where things kind of start gushing a little bit and, there is always that window before the start of guys' high school football seasons because you have a lot of kids, and there's a million different ways to do it, but there's always a lot of kids who say, I want to make this decision before my season starts because I'm trying to help my team win a state championship here, and I don't want to be taking a bunch of visits the days after games. I don't, you know, I want to be focused on my, my team, so I'm going to get my college stuff out of the way now, and then I'm going to focus on on my, my high school team in my season. That seems to be a way that a lot of kids do things. Exactly. And don't forget, too, the part of that is college coaches want to know what their classes are looking like. And that's as much a part of it as anything, too. A lot of kids, a lot of kids have the idea of, hey, sounds good to commit before my season, but they don't, they don't necessarily realize until they get to September that recruiting is not going to stop anyway. If, if there's a school that still wants you, they're going to keep recruiting you. They're still going to try to get you to visit for games. It's not going to just end there. But it does help control things sometimes, especially if you do attempt to shut it down. You can at least focus a little bit more on your season. It's just recruiting never really goes away until you sign in, in most cases. But it's a lot about college coaches, college staffs these days. You know, They used to build classes in December and January. It all happened in the stretch run to, to National Sign Day for the most part. Now college staffs want to have – two-thirds or at least 60% or so of their classes filled out before their seasons start in September. So you don't want to go leave the summer with eight or nine commitments. You know, if you're signing a class of 25, you'd ideally like to be around 15, 17, so that you're not scrambling to fill spots down the stretch. You know there, there might be some natural attrition along the way at some point anyway. So you want to have a good number of commitments and sort of know where you are and be able to reassess going into the season so it's, 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 on, it's on both sides. Kids like to have their decisions out of the way, and that leads to a lot of July commitments. But it's also college staffs kind of wanting to know really where they stand and, and not having to scramble to fill spots. And, Ryan, we're going to have another episode uh, here in a couple days where we're going to talk, probably wrap up some of the, the UT baseball season, get everybody kind of focused on you, you know wrapping up all that. What a memorable, like magical, ultimately disappointing, but, but what a wild ride of a season that it was. And I would, again, remind people that, 
the number one overall seed has not won the College World Series this uh, century. So uh, on one hand, if you've created a tournament where the the best team in the country never wins it, maybe there's not the best way to do a tournament. Uh, But it's also a great tournament, and and, and it's fun to watch. So uh, sometimes you can be very clearly the best team in the country. You just have the wrong day at the wrong time, and, and it's done. It happens in basketball, too. That's part of life. We'll discuss that a little bit later in the week. We'll also discuss uh, in fuller detail what I'm about to ask you to tease everybody with now, which is this is a big weekend coming up for Tennessee football recruiting, is it not? Very big. Uh, we talked about those uh, the, the large group of visitors. It will be, I feel pretty, pretty confident saying it will be more than a dozen official visitors. We'll, we'll find out throughout the week exactly how many, but you know, it could be more than 15 uh, from, from what I've heard so far uh, about what the final list will look like. But we've got already listed on, on GoVols 24-7. We already have a dozen scheduled official visitors uh, on there on our official visits page that you can check out at any time. Uh, some highly ranked guys, some, some important longtime targets, um, a Tennessee commitment or two, uh, at least uh, that we know of right now, Ethan Davis, and I believe Jack Luttrell also will be in on his official visit, uh, at least as of the latest I've heard. Um, but the, the headliner... Francis Malingoa, the five-star offensive lineman from IMG Academy in Florida. He's scheduled to be in this weekend. Huge visit for, for Tennessee and for him. Uh, he's kind of been going on his, his full June tour, taking all five official visits. He was at USC this past weekend, so that's a big visit. Uh, Tennessee getting the final official visit for a lot of these guys, including Malingoa. Uh, so that is, is no question an important one that a lot of people will be focused on. Uh, Jakeem Jackson, four-star cornerback from Florida, uh, Shamarad Umarov, uh, four-star offensive lineman from Alpharetta, Georgia, over there outside Atlanta. Uh, that one's been kind of a Tennessee-Georgia battle for the most part for a while and still think that's probably the case. You know, Hunter Osborne, four-star defensive lineman. So some big names out there that look like they're going to visit this weekend. And, uh, you know, it still, still might be a name or two that fall off. Like we've had Wilkin Formby uh, listed as a, as a scheduled visitor for this weekend, the four-star uh, offensive tackle from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He's announcing a decision Monday evening, though, the crystal ball points to Ole Miss as the favorite to land him. So does he still visit Tennessee after committing to another school potentially on Monday? I, I wouldn't count on that, but still a possibility maybe. So so I think there'll be some changes throughout the week, but either way, a big weekend for Tennessee. Some important targets like Christian Conyer as well, the cornerback from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kentucky made a move there this past weekend. So important visit for Tennessee there. Nathan Leacock, we mentioned the wide receiver from North Carolina. So Big, big weekend, and definitely we'll have it, have it fully covered on Go Balls 24-7 and, and more later this week as well uh, on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. I think that's probably a good place to leave it. You also didn't mention the Cubs' like 87-game losing streak that recently came to an end. So I was trying to be nice. A bit you know, of a bit I, of I appreciation rub it there. It's uh, not even a Major League Baseball team. It's not. I'm just calling it what it is. It is not <laughs> not a – if you have the like the four if, – if you are like one of the four or five wealthiest franchises in American sports and, and that's the product you put on the field, you should – feel very very sorry for yourself and uh and you should you should go sit in the corner and time out so it's been been wonderful and it's going to be another couple of years like that and i uh for one cannot wait um it's going to be a whole 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 lot of fun so uh, unless you got anything else ryan i think that's probably a good place to leave it no i think we can leave it there but uh but glad glad your dad is doing better Wes. glad to have you back uh 
back at it and uh and, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you later this week I guess. yes we will and a happy father's day to you ryan happy father's day to all the fathers out there also let's not forget i always say this on father's day uh, a happy father's day to all the single moms out there who had to be mom and dad happy happy father's day to you as well and the grandparents who who pulled their load on that front too so so thank you to everyone uh basically the people who raised us and made us who we are no matter who you are where you come from we love you. So thank you for that, and thank you to everyone out there who's doing the good things for the for the children, and uh, that's probably a good place to leave it, guys. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And there's the button, and now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter, and Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals247.com. The best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, Basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. we got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists we've got somebody there we got people up at different hours of the day we got all kinds any time of day anytime you go there you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking tennessee athletics talking sec stuff talking pro sports talking life advice with kids what to get spouses for their for anniversaries uh lawn maintenance just you never know what people are going to be talking about on there and it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature anything else right there on the board for you to discuss and you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial that is all that it costs and after you pay or get that seven that seven-day free trial after that you get us that that low rate that's one mediocre lunch per month but you don't just get go 24 7 with that you get access to paramount plus with that for free in perpetuity you also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show cbs has ever done commercial free tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like you know 1883 picard evil star trek all kinds of stuff that you can only find on paramount plus you got new movies you got classic movies old blockbuster franchises you know comedies dramas horror everything stuff for the kids all of it all of it and stuff from the archives of uh of cbs obviously and mtv bet comedy central nickelodeon smithsonian all of it all of it right there something for the entire family and live sports sec sports nfl sports uh you got uefa champions league uefa europa league syria french soccer uh, pga tour you get everything on there and we you get all of that and our site all of it for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. 
go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.